Welcome to our very first pop podcast, where we give you a piece of what's happening here at Peace Lutheran Church. My name is Tony Katko. I'm one of the pastors here at Peace, and I'm recording this on Monday, January 10th. This is a shortened version of our message from Sunday. Think of this as a chance to spend a few minutes in devotion, connecting with God and connecting with what's going on here at Peace. So on Sunday, we started a series on spiritual gifts. And our hope in this series is to give you some tools to connect with a sense of purpose. We want you to use the gifts that God has given you to do something that feels meaningful. And these spiritual gifts can really be anything. It's anything you're able to do, as long as that gift is then used by the Spirit of God that is a spiritual gift. So we all have these spiritual gifts. On Sunday, we looked at a passage from Luke chapter 5. This is when Jesus calls some of his first disciples, Simon, also called Peter, and James, and John. And these three disciples were fishermen. Now, as a Jewish person, in the time of Jesus, it was an honor to be called to follow a rabbi. This calling was usually reserved for the best of the best. They had to go through all these steps of a rigorous education. So only those who were really intelligent and really dedicated ever had a chance to follow a rabbi. And these three guys caught fish for a living, which means at some point they didn't make it. They flunked out. And the story in Luke goes that Jesus got into Peter's boat to teach the crowds. And then he tells him, why don't you go out in the deeper water and let down your nets to catch some fish? But notice how Simon Peter responds to Jesus. He says this, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. They were out all night fishing, and they didn't catch a single fish. Now, yeah, maybe it was a bad night, but it doesn't look like Jesus picked people who were all that good at fishing. So we know that Peter didn't make it in his religious education, but he also wasn't that good at his job of fishing outside of ministry. So this shows us that Jesus did not go and search out people with hidden talents and then say, oh yes, I can use this skill and this job over in ministry. No, these are people who weren't very good at anything. So Peter acknowledges this, but then he goes a step further. When they let down the nets, Jesus does this miracle, making the nets overflow with fish, and then the boats get full with all these fish. But Peter doesn't respond to this miracle by asking to follow Jesus. Actually, he does the opposite. Look at what he says in verse 8. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. In other words, you could do so much better than me. And actually, when we look at what Peter does in the rest of the Gospels, we can see his point. He's the guy who's always putting his foot in his mouth, and he acts impulsively. When Jesus was arrested, Peter cuts off the slave's ear, and Jesus is like, no, what are you doing? And he has to heal this person and put the ear back on. So Peter didn't have a great temperament. He doesn't look like he had great people skills. 
When Jesus calls someone like Peter to be a disciple, he's picking someone who is not exceptional in any way. So when you think about it, this is really an anti-spiritual gifts story. In the way that the church usually thinks of spiritual gifts, we think of it as a way to uncover hidden talent. Let's go and find some of those people who are exceptional, and then we can lift those exceptional people up to live their best lives and be these shining examples. But that is not the work of the church, because it's not what Jesus does. What Jesus does is the same thing that God does throughout the Bible. He picks people who are on the sidelines, the ones who no one else wants, the people who are mediocre at best, and he uses them to bring light to the world. And it's not because they're good at it. It's because if God could do something good through someone like that, then God could do something good through anyone. At the end of our series, we'll be inviting all of you to take an assessment of your spiritual gifts. Now this assessment is a tool to see how you can use whatever gifts you have to better connect with God and to grow spiritually. Now I'm sure though, that there will be some people who don't think this is worth doing because you don't think you have any exceptional gifts. You're not that outgoing. You don't have specialized skills. Maybe you don't have a great temperament or personality. And you know what? You might be right. <laughs> but remember, neither did Peter or the other disciples. They weren't exceptional. I think that Jesus chose them in part because they were just normal people with modest gifts. And that was enough for God. It's like Jesus is telling us, look, just come as you are. God will use whatever gifts you have, even if it doesn't seem like much. You are enough. You see, Jesus calls each and every one of us to follow him, not as the people that we wish we could be, but as the people that we are. And not because we are so good, but because God is. And God can do something good through anyone, even you and me. So let's pray. God, sometimes we need that reminder that in your eyes, we are enough. Help us to live into your love and grace. Help us to tune out all those other voices that tell us we need to be someone other than we are. And instead, help us listen to your voice, calling us to follow you right now, as we are, because you have a place for us. It's in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.